welcome to Reframe and Rewire Greatness Through Daily Routine. This podcast is designed to alter your mindsets and transform your day-to-day from the second you open your eyes to you close them at night, adapting what I would call a success routine. This series is liable to change your life. And it's never the big things that you do, but the littlest things you do every day that make the biggest difference. And now, on to the podcast. Thank you for joining. Welcome back to the podcast as we continue this series on the science of good sleep. I hope this is benefiting you, and if you are just now joining us, uh, you will know that I do the series in many episodes at a time, because each is only about seven to eight minutes long. So if you've missed any of this series or any other series I've done in the past, I would encourage you to go back and listen. Uh, it doesn't take long to catch up, and it's a great nugget to hear every day, especially if it's a topic that uh, concerns you specifically. But if you think it may help somebody else, I would uh, so appreciate it if you would share it with other people and help grow this podcast series as well as other series that I have done. All right, so back to the topic of science behind good sleep habits. What does it take to have good sleep habits? Are you able to have regular solid sleep? I would say, and I mentioned this way back at part one on this series, um, that this is probably one of the number one complaints I get from clients. And, you know, typically the sleep issues are stress-related, okay, Um, And I get that. But there's a lot of things that you can change or tweak. As I mentioned at the beginning of every podcast, it's the little things you do every day that make the biggest difference. So just a lot of small things that we can change that can really help improve the sleep habit. Maybe not perfect. Maybe you can't get a perfect sleep habit out of it, but you can certainly do a lot. And the key word is patterns or habits. So it's what you do again every day that's going to matter in this particular remedy. All right. So uh, yesterday we were talking about naps and the day before we were talking about light and how that affects especially blue light. Uh, The day before that we were talking about sleep cycles and rhythms. And I've mentioned that periodically throughout because it is such a key piece to all this. And in part three we talked about brainwave states And we talked about detoxification of the brain and how that actually your brain does cleanse itself from toxins during the night and uh, help you to understand how to make sure that happens for you, okay? Because that's a really, really important thing. All right, so what we're going to talk about today is supplements. Now, I want to start this with a statement, and that is that I'm not going to try to be your doctor And I'm not going to suggest things without you getting your doctor's approval. However, what I am going to do is share with you a list that, and I mentioned yesterday, I'm pulling some of this information from Healthline in an article uh, that is entitled 17 Proven Tips to Sleep Better at Night. Okay, and this actually is written by uh, Rudy Maurer, M-S-C-C-I-S-S-N. So it's medically reviewed by Otley Arneson, who's also a BSC PhD. And it was published only a year ago. So it's a pretty new article. Some great research information on here. Um, And some of the stuff I've glossed over, but there's been some direct statistics I have pulled from it. So we're going to go back to that now and share this supplement recommendation from these physicians. And again, not trying to be your physician, but uh, some things you can write down on a pad of paper and maybe talk to your physician about if you think it might help. 
Now, everybody knows about melatonin. In fact, I've mentioned melatonin. It's a naturally producing neurochemical or hormone that is in your body that you're capable of producing without any help from the outside world. In other words, you don't necessarily need to take a supplement for it. <clears throat> However, um, if you need to or you feel like you, you want to try one, um, then melatonin is, is, is fine. But there are definitely some things to take in you know, to take to heart or to consider before you go on melatonin, all right? Now, remember, um, if you change some of the habits and patterns of your sleep, you're likely to produce more melatonin, not needing a supplement. But um, melatonin is the key sleep hormone that tells your brain when it's time to sleep. So supplements are an extremely popular sleep aid. Often used to treat insomnia, melatonin may be one of the easiest ways to fall asleep. In fact, in one study, taking 2 milligrams of melatonin before bed improved sleep quality and energy <clears throat> the next day and helped people fall asleep faster. In another study, half of the group fell asleep faster and had a 15% improvement of sleep quality. So some things to think about. Um, and really, there's no withdrawal effects that are reported in either of the studies mentioned here in this article. Uh, but melatonin is also useful when traveling and adjusting to new time zones because it can give your body's circadian rhythm kind of a boost and, and of course, help it return to normal. In some countries, you might need a prescription to get melatonin. In others, it is widely available over the counter. So you want to take between 1 to 5 milligrams, 30 to 60 minutes before bed for the best effect. Start with a low dose to assess, you know, how it works for you, your tolerance, increase it if needed, okay? Um, and, and melatonin may alter your brain chemistry. It's advised that you check with your doctor before you use it. I said that at the beginning. I'm saying it again now. You should also speak with them if you're thinking about using them, and um, especially if you're thinking about using it on someone else, even your own children, uh, because it's not been well studied for children. So uh, you want to consider all your other options first, all of the things we've talked about up to this point before you decide on a supplement. Um, and the other thing that I want to mention about it, it, it's not in this article, but I know it's a fact, that once you get your body used to, you know, an exterior source of taking a hormone or a, a supplement like melatonin, then it may be harder to get back to producing it on your own because your body will just naturally cut back on the production of melatonin because it doesn't want to overproduce, right? So it wants to compensate for that supplement that you're taking. So you want to think about that. Take that into consideration um, before you go on to the melatonin. And, and again, definitely try to, you know, uh, 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 apply all the other suggestions that I've made in, in this series before you go into a supplement, okay? So um, that's really all the time I have today. Tomorrow I'm going to talk about some other supplements. And uh, so if you want to hear the rest of that list, come on back. This is Michelle Stuffis, Reframe and Rewire. Thank you for joining me.